Guys, you can't even do 30 seconds of silence so we can get the room noise? Sorry. As you're listening to They Said I'm Funny, a podcast for the all the stuff that you've listened to in the other podcasts. Uh, my name is Adam. I'm here with my co-host. Justin Marino. We have our uh, wonderful producer. In-house today. In-house today. Yeah. It's been... She's been remote. A, it's been a, f- a few weeks in real time, but like months in podcast time because we record multiple episodes a day. So welcome back to, do you want to use your real name? Sure. Uh, Chelsea Vigil? Vigali? All of the above. Yeah. What's response though? Yeah. yeah. Wiggle. It's Chelsea, everybody. Yeah, it's Chelsea. She's this is the first time back. you've... Well, she's not actually talking to the mic because it's 40 feet from her face. But She hasn't earned that privilege and yet. It's not on mute, so she doesn't have an excuse. Yeah. Um, and she's just going to leave the mic there and look <laughs> at us, but... Um, Six feet away. And Start yelling. Yeah. You could put it by your face if you want. It moves. Closer to your mouth, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, we, we know it's not the first time you've heard that. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> that you're The first time you're on the mic and we're already making sexually harassing jokes, so... Uh, yeah, we lasted a solid two minutes yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> Which is normal for you, yeah, according yeah, to yeah. your lovely yeah, wife. Yeah. Absolutely. So, That's um, good two minutes. <laughs> it's the best two minutes of I her I count by seconds morning. and yeah. strokes. So, is like, What is the, the ratio? Yeah, 120. <laughs> One stroke for 20 seconds? <laughs> oh, man. That's, faster that's than a that. sting level. Yeah. yeah. That tantric stuff. The st- doesn't work for like two minutes of tantric sex. <laughs> I thought you were talking about yeah. hammering out at 120 RPM. I'm like, that's impressive. Oh, no, no. Oh, like a sewing machine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> or, you know, a jackhammer, but sure. Yeah. I mean, sewing machine. Which also involves If it's a needle looking. Needle. Yeah. 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 We both have the same joke almost simultaneously. <laughs> and everybody, this is our guest today, our good friend, Jeremiah Red. What's up, everybody? Which I think is a stage name. I, I don't know which part. Oh, wait, is it? Or is it? Or is that your real name? Oh, I mean, Jeremiah is my real name. Red is not. Oh, very cool. Allegedly, that is your real name. Allegedly. Because yeah. if you use a stage name, you already lost our trust. Well, so did I ever have it yeah. to begin with? No. I, exactly. Not yet. You had mine. Never trust a comic. That's true. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That sounds logic. They're too depressed. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Didn't mean to strike any nerves there. <laughs> yeah, you just make me sad. To, to remind myself about how sad I am. Uh, so, Jeremiah, how long have you been doing stand-up comedy? I, I think I've known you probably for a couple of years now, a year and a half, two years, but I don't know if that's when you started or... Since Corky's. Yeah, since Corky's. Um, I did it a couple of times prior to um, August. August is when I started doing it consistently. So, what is that, seven months? Wow, it's only been seven months and I said a couple of years, like... <laughs> You know, I grow on people like warts or a tumor. So, so you did it a cut. You, you did it a couple times before that. Mm-hmm. So where was where? Yeah, where at? Uh, I did Corky's open mic the first uh, day that they did it. Uh, that was a complete disaster. And then prior to that, I I uh, hosted an open mic at a bar called Cactus Jacks. So I oh I, CJ's. I have known of you for a couple of years because I am ninety nine percent positive I was at that first open mic at Corky's. Probably there was a shit yeah. ton of people there. Yeah. So I was not, in fact, lying when I said I've known you. For and was that yeah. at like the encouragement of Sam since she was working there? Uh, no, she actually wasn't working there at the time. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. okay, very cool. So that was that was. Just yeah, I was you. like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna go." Okay. 
And, it, and at that point, the, the gap in between was like like a year and a half to somewhere in that area. So, yeah, it didn't go well. Okay. So was it because it didn't go well? That's why you decided to or was it just like, OK, I tried it now? No, not necessarily. It was something that I wanted to do regularly, but I, got, I kept getting caught up with work. And then I took on this this uh, different job. And because um, at the time I was working for um, uh, ISP as a sales guy. And then from there, I switched over to uh, car sales. And in car sales, you have no time off. You basically, yeah, zero. yeah, you live at work and you visit the house sometimes. So, yeah, I heard it can be lucrative, but it's like a very, very uphill grind. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty lucrative, but yeah, it's a grind. Like all, you're working like sixty plus hours a week. Um, I mean, we had Sundays off because the dealership was closed, and I had Mondays off as well. But Mondays, I mean, I was off, but I was kind of like on call. Yeah. Yeah, I still get emails from a car dealership that I didn't even buy a car from that I only went to once like three years ago. And they still <laughs> send me like birthday emails and stuff. It's, Dude, that's how you got to do it, man. The hustle strange. is real. Yeah. They probably have it on like an automated system. Yeah, I just well, drove by and it got my yeah, contact <laughs> it's, Yeah, it's definitely not a personalized, hey, Adam, you know, you, we got so close that one time you <laughs> didn't buy a car three years ago. So you, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're from Temple. Yes. And um, you've just stayed in Temple. And <laughs> and that's not a, That's not a. <laughs> it's not an insult. That's not an insult. No. no, I get it. I'm a piece of shit. But uh, <laughs> well, it's just interesting. I I think a lot of comics we talk to come from other places. This is why we the, have the podcast beef. Yeah, Go whether, on. Whether it's the army or the. Uh, sir, I will have you know, I moved out of my hometown of Temple and live in Belton, sir. Okay. Wow, that is. It was what, a journey. Where did you get the courage to, <laughs> to uproot your whole entire life and move 10 minutes I away? I just, you know, I had, I had one of those epiphanies and I was like, there's no way I can ignore this. I got to do it. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop I me. I got to get out of this shithole and How? go to a less shittier hole. <laughs> How long did it take you to, to like embed yourself in the culture? Like that shift of the, the language, the. You know, the, they still think I'm one of them. They okay. still haven't realized that I'm not from there. Oh wow! You I've just kind of just like inserted myself, like a sleeper cell agent or something. Sleeper cell. Yeah. Did you graduate from Temple? I did. What year? Two thousand ten. Oh, you graduated with my sister, uh, Jordan Marino. That there's about what? What y'all have? Six hundred, six fifty. Uh, when I started freshman year, there was like, uh, like total in the school. I think there were like twelve hundred. Oh, okay, our class. From Temple was about like six six fifty. Ours was fucking huge, um, but you know, if I don't know your sister, maybe that's a good thing, especially because I just did nothing but get into trouble. Oh, uh, okay. No, yeah, she was in student council and golf. I don't think. Oh um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know what she does. <laughs> does she listen? Uh, no. Is she single? No. <laughs> okay. Sorry. She just got married. Sorry, December. all the uh, Timmys and Garys and. Watch her see my face and be like, I remember that piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was smelling like weed all the time, <laughs> skipping class and shit. She was, or. Oh no no no! That was a joke. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> we need more Chelsea laughs. Damn it. <laughs> there we Say go. Say something On funny. cue. Okay. Oh <laughs> shit. Fair enough. Don't look at me when you say something like that. Say something funny. I'm not gonna do it. Okay, sorry, I got to keep like shifting over here to look at you. We need a booth. Oh, yeah. Like 
in radio stations and in real shows, the uh, producer's like in a booth somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you can type something and then it won't bother him. Yeah, because there's other stuff the producer has to do, like queue up the commercials and stuff. I I, I put my phone on mute. (laughs) Thank you. Wow, that's... That's the only producer thing she's done so far today. So, <laughs> is this screen here, damn it. pertinent at all to what well, we're so, doing? So what I used to do is I'd have my tablet here, and then I'd have it up on the screen, and there was like a set of questions. But then we would never like go in order. We basically the last two questions were the only ones that we actually we had talked about playing clips and stuff. And we've that's never why we're done confused any of it. on what to ask you next because the screen's not on. Yeah, we've never done any of the stuff that we had it there for. So I, today I was just lazy and. Maybe we need to, to make a vow as a show to like start playing clips and stuff, and then I can bring the laptop back, and this is just not a thing to collect dust. Yeah. This really entertaining <laughs> for the audience that can't see. We're talking about this uh, computer monitor that's sitting on the uh, rectangle table that we have. <laughs> back to comedy. Yeah. Back to comedy. Back to okay. comedy. Uh, graduated from Temple. Mm-hmm. Moved to Belton. Mm-hmm. Proud of you for that. Thank you. Was it for the comedy? Is that why you moved? <laughs> <laughs> to pursue comedy <laughs> it was so i can you know distance myself so you know when i got small town famous i wouldn't have the paparazzi follow me around yeah. everywhere you wanted to know if you could make it in a place where nobody knew you yeah exactly it's like easy it, to make it in your hometown every time i like you. walk around temple people are like throwing panties like oh jeremiah but like in belton they're like who the fuck is this guy Perfect. we don't know you yeah you can just be another yeah i'm just a, i'm just a nobody there for by now a, by everybody you mean justin is throwing panties at you <laughs> 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 Plot twist, it was his sister. Yeah. She's a bitch. <laughs> I'm so sorry. According to Justin. Yeah. So sorry. I didn't say that. I'm just repeating what Justin I mean, how would it know? But like student council on the golf team, nerd alert. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, look at Justin. He's kind of a nerd. Kind of. I would, I would want to be. I don't know if they would accept me. Probably not. No. I was too nerdy to be cool and too... Cool not nerdy. nerdy. I wasn't yeah. smart enough to be actual nerd, so I was kind of in between. I used to kind of duck the nerds, and then now I'm cool with all of them because they're actually like dope people. More all the comics that you hang out with all the time. Yeah. So what made you decide to do comedy? What were your inspirations? Was it a particular moment? Have you always wanted to be a comic? What I know that people have always told me that I was funny. They said. Yeah, they said funny? they said yeah, I was okay. funny. And um, I was I've been told that since I was, you know, younger, you know, I was a class clown and all that shit. And every time I heard that, uh, I thought to myself, man, I wish I would shut the fuck up about that. I just I, I never I never really saw it as a as an outlet or an avenue. And so I just kind of ignored it when people said that. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Shut up. Um, but then I don't know. I don't I don't remember exactly what inspired me to go ahead and just try and get that mic going at the at the bar the cactus jacks but i was like how, Fuck it, you how know? long did that last one time oh okay sorry it didn't go well because they burned the motherfucker right. down right oh, afterwards yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I went a long it was your time ago fault. yeah they had a music open mic but it was like everybody's welcome or whatever all acts or whatever and i went and it was these really old like very country like or conservative crotchety old men and just like a Mumford and Sons style country <laughs> band. And I was like, this is not for me. And I just left. Oh, so I, I watched the band for a little while. And it was left, one of the few places yeah. that you could smoke inside, right? Yeah. When it was still, is that why it burned down? Yeah, they took it literally. Like, 
Uh, yes and no. Actually, the the real the real story behind how it burned down is that you would have some uh, some like crackheads or homeless dudes that are around the area. They would go they would go sit near the front door and mooch off the Wi Fi. It's kind of crazy how you can be like homeless but have a tablet or a phone. And uh, they would also like dig cigarettes out of the out of the whatchamacallit, like little butts with a couple yeah. of hits on them. Oh. And uh, so uh, one day, some dude he fucking he lit one, but he didn't throw it back in the thing. They had this like a uh, decorative well, and in the bottom of it was that fake mulch. And for some reason, this dumbass decided to flick it in there, and it was really windy. So then it caught fire, and then it went up onto the siding of the wall, which was covered in lacquer. And then after that, dude, that she's fucking whole barn went up. That's pretty sad when it happened. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, I was kind of like my home away from home, dude. I was devastated. Yeah, it was a fun little spot. The karaoke nights were really fun there. Mm-hmm. And Rest I was I was trying to get more open mics there, and then somebody said, "No, fuck that." So when when were how far into your comedy career was that? The first time you did comedy was when you were starting those open mics, or was that after you did that first one at Corky's? Um, as far as stand up, yes. I mean, as far as comedy goes, like me and my friends used to do dumb shit. Like we go in the mall and do like impractical joker style improv like hey i bet you won't go in there and say this or do this right um yes we started the impractical jokers that's what i'm saying exactly yeah. <laughs> um so and then me and my friends used to make like stupid fucking videos on camcorders if him if anybody beside from adam remembers those <laughs> and uh some dumb shit on youtube but yeah that was the first time i ever did stand up though yeah at your the open mic that you started or yeah so i, I hosted wow. it yeah that that is a. Uh I feel like that takes some courage because I barely had the courage to do the open mic at an established comedy club. And I had, I still get nervous about if I were to host a show or whatever to do stand up comedy for your first time at an open mic you're hosting. That, that is a, a courageous thing. Or maybe you were just young and dumb. I don't know. No, a little bit of both. Yeah. And I mean, I had home field advantage. So there was that on top of like uh, every Tom, Dick, and Sully said that they were going to show up, and of course that doesn't work out that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you get like 500 <coughs> interested and 43 going yeah. for your event, one person's going to show up. Pretty much. Yeah, statistically speaking, yeah. That's how that goes. And Well, I mean, because I got all the... I figured they would show up because um, I kept bugging the manager about it, and he was like, oh, I, I don't know, we'll see. And so I would like go to other people and be like, hey, do you think this is a good idea? And they said, yeah. I said, all right, we'll go bug the manager about it. So... Had you been to other comedy open mics prior to that? So that you said that was your first open mic that you did. Mm -hmm. Did you go and watch other open mics or did you just learn from like going to music open mics or did you were just like, fuck it, I'm going to do this and figure it out as I do it? No, never been to an open mic prior to that. And wow. so obviously I didn't know how the flow went. So there were some <laughs> mistakes made. Yeah. I, yeah. The place burned down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I honestly, without going to an open mic, I don't know that I would have known like maybe the vague idea or the concept of an open mic, but I don't know that I would have known even how to like start, let alone actually do one. So yeah. it, uh, that so you said that is very impressive to me. Crowd crowd appearance was less than stellar. Did you have? Well, the crowd appearance is okay. It just okay. There was a lack of performers. Gotcha, gotcha. That yeah, that was I guess my follow up. Yeah, that's a that is a struggle here in Waco, and that's people. You know, I, when I complain about being tired from the open mics, or like, just start one in Waco. But it's almost worse to have an open mic where there's only one or two comics and the, and the venue's expecting two-hour show or an hour mm -hmm. and a half. And 
you're trying to stretch it out and you you just wanted to work on five minutes of your new stuff and then you got to do a whole 45 minutes 45 minute show yeah <laughs> yeah i had to kind of wing it uh, the first thing that i did and i thought this is just how it went is i opened it up and then, then there was like a there was like a few minute like two minute break until the next person came on and then i had to go on again because nobody had showed up and then there was like another two minute break and then somebody else showed up and then they went on and then i went on for a third time and that was it yeah, it is. It is rough. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah like you said. I yeah, don't, yeah, I don't think I'd have I, that. I would not have had the courage to even attempt that. And even after I've done stand-up comedy, for example, like I said here in Waco, I, I'm not going to start an open mic because it's a lot of pressure on you. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if you get a, a good bar owner that is like, we're going to put aside this time for you, but don't feel pressured to do. You know, if it's just you, it, if you can't yeah. do the whole hour and a half, but to promise an hour and a half of entertainment and then two people show up. That is a lot. And you said you like, you liked hanging out there. So yeah. that, I think that would make me nervous in my own head. Like if, what if I suck? What if I, I fuck up, up in front of all my friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the manager and I are still cool. Uh, okay, he probably cool. doesn't want me to name drop him, but uh, yeah, we're still cool. And where does he work now? And where is, what's his address? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so you don't have to name him. Uh, l- I'm going to write down a social for yeah, you. There you go. He's going to be upset. All 15 of our listeners know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we redacted five of them in, are in this room yeah, yeah uh, the other two there are like two that are listening that probably know who i'm talking about which is fine but nonetheless um it was kind of i don't know from his end he kind of was like yeah no pressure dude we're gonna do it on like a i don't remember what day but it was one of the i think two days that they didn't have karaoke i think a monday monday or tuesday so it's kind of like a it's a slow night you know they didn't have uh any karaoke going on so he was like you know just talk to the Talk to the manager on duty, if you will, and then she'll show you how to like work the mic and shit like that. And you know, he had this really, really crazy fucking what is it called, like a switchboard or whatever. And I only had to fuck with two knobs, one to turn down the music, one to turn up the mic, and that was it. Yeah, it sounds less trickier than Corky's. Yeah, yeah, I still forget which ones like Corky's. <laughs> it's, I it's, just turned them all on. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> music's blast and all mics are going. Let's just go. Let's just let it rip, guys. I think we could do that one night. I know Chris, were you there that night? Chris Ward kind of got mad at me and Seth for messing with that extra wireless mic. Yes. I think that would be kind of fun to turn on that wireless mic and just have some like feedback slash like roasters, like designated roasters. Yeah. They did. Uh, what, what the fuck was it called? The Benson interruption. Doug Benson yeah, or something like that in Comedy Central. I thought it was okay. I was never a huge fan of his. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. He's. Definitely niche in his stoner. Yeah. There was a kick butt coffee off of 183 in Austin. Um, they used to, well, they still do the same comedy open mic every Wednesday, but it was hosted by Pat Dean and Lane Corrupt at the time, probably 10 years ago. And they had that kind of setup where, and they didn't interrupt a lot. It wasn't every single comic, but they had a wireless mic okay. besides that. And they would every once in a while chime in or, or, you know, if you heckled, if you said something like a lot of times a comic will get up and, and make a joke about the host or the previous comic and they would, uh, you know, heckle back or whatever. Yeah. So it okay. was, and it was fun because especially Pat Dean, that was his style of comedy, like very aggressive and kind of, you know, like calling the audience a bunch of dumbasses or whatever. And so it, it, they, they had a good, uh, like if somebody was making the show about themselves and it would just be annoying, but if they, yeah. so I think it would, even if, if we did it kind of like we have themed open mics occasionally, like the circus show where we mm-hmm. all were in costumes or whatever, yeah. if we just did it once a month or something where there was, you know, the, 
some interaction. Yeah. yeah. And it could be on a dead night too when there's two people in the crowd. Oh yeah. That's more fun for us. Yeah. You know. And on those nights you you have to make it fun because yeah. there's been a few nights where it's been like that and I'd never just do crowd work or just wing it and there's been a couple of nights where I was just I was going to work on my set. Everybody here's already heard it. Yeah. Nobody's really laughing, so let me just make the comics laugh just by being an idiot. Alex yeah. and call the one lady there a whore, <laughs> or ask her about it. Dude, bumping mics with David Tell and Jeff Ross was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. I would like to do something like that, or like uh, more improv. Yeah, there's. I think there are opportunities. I don't know how slow um, the rest of the nights at Corky's are, or if we even would have to do it at Corky's. But yeah, there, there's a bunch of. I mean, in Austin, I've I've seen I haven't been to all of them, but I've seen like where there's actual shows where the audience is encouraged to heckle. Mm-hmm. There are shows. The one show I did was Stone Drunk and Sober, where one of you had two teams of comics, so six total, and each team had a drunk, sober, and high person, <laughs> and it was really fun. That's they have like on. a mm-hmm. yeah. Did they have like a bar at you to be at. Like we have to watch you down like three vodka Red Bulls before we consider you drunk, or how did that go? I don't think so, but they. The comic, I don't think you need to, most comics you don't need to encourage to get drunk or to, to smoke <laughs> yeah. weed. You think your yeah. stone motherfucker hit <laughs> this real quick. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think we, the dumbest example I've ever heard of was a show, my friend Nick and I would do shows at Taiku on, in downtown Colleen and we did one, a gong show style show, mm-hmm. but we didn't tell the, the judges to, to give a minimum amount, amount of time. So like I got there up there and I was telling just dumb, like, cheesy dad joke one-liners and they gong me right away so what happens <laughs> is you have so many comics but if they get gonged right away it could be like a 10 minute show that was supposed <laughs> to be an hour and a half so think about think about your your special type of open mics or comedy shows before you do them because they they may backfire damn that's fucked <laughs> it's like i didn't even get my beer yet and the show's already over so your very first time performing comedy was an open mic that you were running mm-hmm. <laughs> without having ever been to an open mic before music poetry any kind of open mic yeah because at the time uh from well if i align the the time frame would you guys talk about like when you were in nolanville you know the king still a king godfather oh sorry godfather i kiss, sit corrected kiss his ring <laughs> well no not for the godfather i kiss his ring okay. he was the king though okay. um I guess there was shit happening on Colleen, but I was Googling Facebook and I guess you guys had like a inside thing because I never found it. Well, this, um, we were doing <laughs> it these <was> things. private. <laughs> so. You can't sit with us. Invite only. We're talking maybe 10 years ago. Um, there, and then, and then I think Taiku ended probably about seven years ago was when the, six seven years ago was when we kind of stopped doing that show because the bar got sold or something or right um and we it and that's something i think we've talked about on various episodes and and we kind of touched on about the open mic and getting people to come to the shows and all that is it is it just seems almost impossible to get the word out to Mm -hmm. to the people because i know clean has that scene that has an actual comedy club that has been really successful there's a billion open mics and a lot of times it is the same com it's not like there's you know 20 brand new comics every open mic but there's enough comics there to to spread the word to keep it going to to make these open mics successful for as long as they can run um but at that time we couldn't we it 
we had maybe a, at the time like a, a staple of like seven comics most you know sometimes it it grow it's hard to get that word out to let people like you who was in the area mm-hmm. hey this stuff is going on and we i mean and yeah. <clears throat> these old guys don't know how to use social media that's true you know you can't you can't well, blame him I guess I should have read the classifieds in the paper. I would have found it. Well, I can tell you. Thrifty nickel. I was in this order. He was sad, depressed. (laughs) Single. Male. There was a. That was me. The back of the, like, the back of the penthouse magazines. That's where we advertised our stuff for the soldier. I never made it all the way to the back. Fuck. (laughs) Once I got to the centerfold, I was done. On a good night, yeah. But uh, I was working or volunteering with an organization and they had this like uh, it's a national organization and there's a state organization underneath it and uh, several years I got to go to their state conference and the one year I got to go to the national conference and there I always would go to the social media classes and it is just so ridiculous it changes their algorithms change so much you know like with Clearly, you failed. For example, yeah, I, with Facebook, <laughs> I didn't say I paid attention. Yeah. <laughs> I with, was there with Facebook. At that time, it was like you had to f- like it was a puzzle. Like you had to figure out the right keywords to get the audience you wanted, mm-hmm. and the, and there was no like feedback to say this is what you did wrong. So you had to just spend well, it's money still like that yeah. now, right? Like yeah, that's pretty much exactly how yeah, it works now. Kind of guessing, but it, and if you don't pay, you're you're just screwed. You're yeah. you're you're. There are little tricks that you can use. Like, don't put the links in directly to, like, YouTube or this or that, but you're oh, not... Yeah, put yeah. it in the comments and not on the post. Yeah. And yeah. we've we've talked about this, and this is something that I've heard from, for not just for comedy, but for other things, and I've seen it work at the Brazos Theater here. The, the best, still, the best method to make sure everybody gets your message, because Facebook, I can send out a message and... 75, 90% of my friends won't see it at all is email because you're 100% guaranteed if you have the correct email address, it's going to be in their inbox. You're not guaranteed that they're going to open it or they're going to read it, but that is the only way right now digitally that you can guarantee that every single person you send it to is going to have an opportunity to read it. And All right, send us your emails, yeah. guys. At, we do. Uh, we need a website. At gmail.com. Yeah. We need a mailing list. We need to... Let's do it. I need to stop saying I'm going to do things and actually do them. We do I thought you were going to say like going downtown and handing out flyers or some shit. Well, the, you can do that. Yeah, I mean, but I... Bark. Yeah. <laughs> Beth at the Brazos Theaters, they do a, a monthly... I started it and then I well, had my seasonal depression and handed it off to somebody else and they still do that show and she has a mailing list of like almost 2,000 people and even on nights in Waco, it's hard to get people out when there's like a Baylor game or there's this or something at the silos or whatever. Even when it's a slow night, it's still pretty busy. And that's all owed to a consistency because it's been around for a long time and they do good shows almost every time. I'm not going to say every time because I think everybody has a bad show. But every, every time you're going to be entertained and have a good time, get your money's worth. But it's because people sign up for that mailing list and it you always hear people saying, oh, I didn't even know this existed. And it's like, I've been advertising it every yeah. fucking day for <laughs> two years. And you, Or, you know, like people will complain there's nothing to do. And, you know, I mean, it it's not perfect. There is no perfect. Well, you got to do, you got to tackle with Facebook, social media, Instagram, all that stuff. If you, 
can afford a billboard, go on a radio show. Like there's just so much shit you have to do. Um, yeah, it's just that's work. the marketing yeah. side of it. Dude, if I had a dollar for every time I heard somebody who's like lived in Temple for a long time be like, oh yeah, dude, Corky's, I still got to check that place out. Yep. And I'd, then, be, I'd be rolling in it, man. They show, I've, I, it, the same thing. Like if I had a dollar for every time somebody showed up to most open, not every open mic or to a comedy show and been like, wow, you guys are actual real comics. Like I thought, you know, <laughs> they thought it was going to be their version, like in their head, like some dumbasses, clean, whatever, like, oh, I mean, it's not going to be is, good. Though. <laughs> but we put on, <laughs> it's us dumbass. But even in... I mean, like, we are dumbasses. Yeah, but like Cap City, when I used to go, which I signed up for. Oh, nice. I don't know if I'll get it till Monday, but um, they they would have... In fact, I feel like our percentage of just terrible comics is so much lower than like a Cap City where they would have 30 comics and there'd be probably three or four that were just not good at all and like one or two that were just so cringy that I was the only one laughing because I love that shit. But um, it you, you put on these shows and people show up and they're like, oh, I did not know this was legit yeah. like this is a real show and you know worth the money or whatever and it, it's hard to get that that message out yeah so. and i don't know if i say that enough on the record but we've got talent in corky's well, that's because know? if somebody's completely talentless we take them out back and beat the shit out of them <laughs> oh wait yeah, i wasn't supposed theory. to say that out loud right <laughs> you guys can cut that don't come back we know you're don't referring back, to your kyle <laughs> it's happened to me once we, or twice. <laughs> we know you're referring to your fellow podcast hosts of the basura <laughs> triangle gary's that dude can take a punch. Guys. Holy fuck! <laughs> but when you're on that many drugs, stay <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> He's Brazilian. You gotta give him that. Because he shaves his pubes. He said Brazilian. He said Brazilian, not Brazilian. Oh. <laughs> I heard Brazilian. I'm so sorry. No, are, he's Brazilian. <laughs> are Brazilians known for being able to? It's a Brazilian wax. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. a thing for dudes? But Oh yeah, you it's all for, look at me. I looked no. at you because he was looking at you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm sorry. I was like, I don't know. Was, is she no, supposed no, to come up with an answer? Intent. Well, she's she's not only our producer; she's also our HR representative. Yes, so yes, if, yes. If somebody on the and podcast, our legal rep. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to look at her to because we have no. To clap if I look at you, it it's like I'm looking for feedback. Like I'm waiting. Like, is this funny? And then like, yeah. If I hear the giggle, you know, yeah. that's what I'm. Okay. That's, that's yeah. But you're my soundboard right now. She tells me I'm funny all the time, even when I know I'm not. So she's probably not that great of a. That is true. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if this is going to sound as awkward to the people listening in their cars as it is right now. It is. Does yeah, probably. Yeah. Does it but that's awkward? I'm just fucking that around. Is what, <laughs> that is why people love us, because we're yeah. too lovable chums. Awkward. Oh, we're going to get sued by the oh, chums. Shit, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, aren't the chums already a yeah. thing. And by impractical jokers. No, they still are idiots. It's whatever. It's fine. We've come to terms with that. Does that frustrate you that any four guys could do that show? I wouldn't say any four guys, to be honest with you. I, I honestly shameless people. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I just I just feel like like four close friends because imagine like he's he gets anxiety when there's loud noises. Like imagine yeah, if he'd we, be the loser every time. No, but that's that's PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> you unpatriotic yeah. son of a bitch! <laughs> I burn shit for you. <laughs> Thank you for your Ungrateful service. Ungrateful bastard. <laughs> yes. Thank you for your service. I do now. think it takes some talent and some acting ability, <coughs> and I don't think but any for How people. funny would it be to put, knowing his PTSD issues, to put him in the middle of a. How funny would it be to exploit PTSD? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm to, just saying, to, like this. To exploit our this, veterans. How funny would that be? This table right guys? here, we could mimic that show. It would be like putting uh, snakes <laughs> on Bam or something. No, like no, no, that's what that's what I'm picturing. No, no, no. His is more like social, though, right? Social anxiety. Yeah, but I I don't know. I I joke around about PTSD. I think that's just because I don't like people. So yeah. that's fair. Yeah, I don't I don't think it has much to do. But with like, PTSD. okay, his here's the, the you know we're doing a writing session right now. Okay, right? here's my pitch. All right, my, my elevator pitch. Okay, he has to do a presentation for work. He's in IT. We do the PowerPoint. And then he has to present whatever we put on there. Like they've done that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind it of a be, staple. It would be fantastic to watch him squirm his way through that. Yeah. Improv, these baby. Players, like this, we've got four people right here. We've got four funny people right here. We could, I, I would argue, it's more any four people than we could probably do that. Like how they're I'm, doing I'm those murder mystery pure, nights at Corky's. Yeah, we could probably do something too. like that. Yeah. I'm speaking out of pure jealousy. I'm just, I, I <laughs> yeah. think any four people could do that. Any, any four right. friends. Shots fired. Um, I'm sure. I would Come disagree. I would disagree. I'm sure all the four guys or however many there oh, are, yeah. didn't one of them get fired or something or quit or something? No, he I think quit. They left. But yeah. all those I don't think there was guys, I'm sure they listen every week. <laughs> now we have a, a Twitter beef. Sully. We have Val. a podcast beef with Sal. Sal. The Basura Triangle podcast. Mm-hmm. Or were we going to bring that up now? Well, I, we we I haven't even finished the interview actually. Okay. Um, I don't know anything about it, so I'm yeah. super stoked to well, hear we can, about we it. <laughs> I also don't, and I and I don't mean that in a rude way. I just I don't haven't. Either. I'm just I, I really want to know. Well, the funny the funny part is they record every week and then release, right? You don't store stockpile episodes. No, oh, so we stockpile them. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, okay. We're the Family Guy, and y'all are the South Park. So our our audience members are going to hear. Oh, like like the consistency of it. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know the details of the production of either of those shows. Oh, okay. Our audience members are going to hear about this beef like eight months from now. Yeah, but they're yeah, going to be talking about saying, it. Like Family weeks, Guy so, like yeah. records and like releases way late, where South Park can record something Tuesday and they'll release Wednesday. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it just kind of depends on how many we have stacked yeah. up. So, so we'll, we'll get to that later because we definitely want to bring up the podcast and I'm the curious. podcast beef. But let's actually do the interview. During oh, the interview, we can start episode. the interview yeah. now. Okay. So, <coughs> <coughs> all right. So you you did you did the open mic at Corky's. You did you ran your own open mic one time at a place that burned down. It went very well. And then months later, you said months later was when you actually went back. Uh, no, from when I did the like I said, I did the very first open mic at Corky's, and that I should stop tapping the table like that. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to make a point. The very fucking first. Because <laughs> um, I just love repeating myself. Uh, that was like what 2020 2021 or 2020 i think it was 20 it might have been 2021 it doesn't matter sorry it was yeah it doesn't matter so <laughs> i didn't go again well i mean i went to corky saw a couple like showcases but like i didn't i didn't go to the open mic again until august of 22 yeah and then so what was it that because you said it was all work and everything so was mm-hmm. it just a matter of like work just got better and then so you or did you was it like okay, I cannot keep pushing this off. I I need to do this, or what was the what made you go from missing it for months to like I'm gonna go to several mo- open mics a week? So I quit my job because I was kind of tired of living there and I was getting really burned out. And I was like, okay, so I'm gonna take some time and just do the things that I like to do, which is like a handful of different things. Like, but obviously stand up is one of them. So I was like, okay, well one of the things I'm for sure gonna do is go back and start doing the mic consistently and 
here we are. Did you work at the same car dealership as Deshaun King? Uh, under the same umbrella, yes, but not the same, like, whatever. That's oh, how, like how many? That's how, how I know he didn't get fired for Cheetos. Yeah, how many bags of Cheetos did you eat? I Not Cheetos, but I used to fuck up Chex Mix, like three I, bags a day, and I worked there for like a year and a half. And poor guy, like, I just feel like, I feel like they were looking... Yeah. Oh, 100%. Because there are, where I work, I won't name where I work, but there are policies that are vague enough to where I feel like yeah. if they want to fire you because they don't like you, they're going to use these policies yeah. as an excuse. So I think Yeah, I you're think not that supposed to have tattoos at your job. So I think I am. No, you're not, but they like you. So okay. either either they use that as a blanket excuse. I was wearing long sleeves when I, when I went to see, my... See? Yeah. They use that as a blanket excuse for something else that's completely Deshaun related, or maybe that motherfucker... Blew through Cheetos at like a world record yeah, pace. I mean, either or it could be, it could be either because I feel like Deshaun probably. But could. he was, he was, <clears throat> and that's nothing against uh, Deshaun. Where are we here? Better, better. Um, oh, we're at Adam's place, I think. <laughs> when are we? Um, no, nothing against him, but he was on the front lines. Like he was either at the front desk or like. No, he was in the call center. Call center, mm-hmm. okay. The front lines of the fucking telephone. See? And hello, thank you for calling Garland Shelton. Was it Garland Shelton? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. None of us currently work there, so we can name drop yeah, them. Yeah, and yeah, that's true. Yeah, fuck yeah. that place, right? I don't have any problem with them. Uh, okay, never mind. Like I you're, said, the reason why I left me, was, 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 was personal reasons. It's not like I fucking, it's not like I had a terrible job or a terrible boss or anything like that. I was making an ass load of money, so. It's just the nature of the beast of working there well i mean it if it was how do i put this if it was there somewhere else if i was logging in 60 plus hours a week i would end up leaving okay because that's just not for me fair enough i'm an entertainer i'm a goofball and i'm just trying to work forward with that so oh yeah Yeah. so you're back you're doing open mics you're Mm -hmm. doing and you are um and I, I do think, like, for example, Justin and I, we have children and jobs and stuff. And so we, you know, we, and we're kind of, well, I don't know. Yeah, what are those like? Children but, uh, and jobs. But, <laughs> and, and I'm old, so I, I can't make, I choose to not, I choose to to not sacrifice my sleep and my well-being. But you're like at every, you know, maybe not every week, but you do multiple open mics. You, you're out there supporting all the other comics. Um, putting in the work and uh, and I just wanted to recognize that that you are one of the hardest working local we, comics that we I are see tipping our hat not not just holy shit is yeah. that a gold star sticker fuck yeah, yeah, yeah dude but uh what is what is your inspiration like do you did was there and I, I kind of asked this already and we got distracted but is is it um was there a particular moment is it just something <laughs> for the whole they're making obscene. We're not trying to Let's distract you. You guys are being childish. <laughs> we talked about how I take 20 minutes to ask a, a one question, one line that question. That was the feedback we got in an email. Yeah. But um, <laughs> is there any particular comic, any any style of comedy that, that really inspired you? To I was do? getting there. Okay, I was good. getting there, Adam. All right. So you had mentioned a tell. I did mention David Tell, yes. And from us listening and being ob- observers of your comedy, it, you you seem to have a narrative style. Is that is that what you're sticking with? Do you do you like your stories to tell them? Uh, I don't really get too too invested in the stories. Um, 
not as much as some folks, I guess, because I'm still trying to figure out the format for it. Because, you know, some people say that there's a science behind it, like a punchline every 18 seconds or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, what is it? Do you know? Uh, yes, it is uh, approximately what you said. I think it's like they want you to have a, a laugh every 18 seconds. Oh, a laugh, not necessarily I, a punchline. I didn't know that. So it's got to be a good punchline. Uh, so I don't usually get caught up in, because I have crazy stories to tell. I just um, haven't really figured out a way to format that to where if I had like a 10-minute set. Yeah, I Gary's do, stories are the best. 100%. I just don't know how to emulate that. I'm like, fuck, he's just, just got the thing. Well, you just tell it and don't care if it's funny or not. I think <laughs> he misunderstood and thought it was one laugh every 18 minutes, which is why every four open mics, he gets a laugh. Yeah. Oh, in summary of the podcast beef, it's just because Gary called you guys out for dick riding him on every episode. Yeah. And oh. so we're going to continue oh. that. Yeah. Weird. Oh, we're totally cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, okay. And then I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just run with it. I don't <laughs> yeah, care. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see like an influence. I'll say that he's all terrible and shit, but yeah. you're like, you're talking about him all the time. I think you guys love him. Yeah. I yeah. Do. We do love him. You're and jealous. We, t- we talk I about Deshaun too, but I, I, did my I part. do feel guilty about talking about Deshaun because he is autistic and not everything he does is like just because he's but a terrible I think, person. I think Gary carries that flag too. But now, I think he just seems autistic, but I don't think he is autistic. I, I think he's claimed yeah. to be at least a little little bit. Everybody's on the spectrum. Yeah, everybody's a little yeah. autistic. They got a touch of the tism. But but I I think that this is I think this might be that might be the most offensive thing that's ever been said on our podcast. <laughs> I got a touch of my uncle when I was younger. Does that count? <laughs> was he autistic? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he had a thing for boys, and that maybe that's what made me funny instead of autism. Everybody has their 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 tragedy in their youth that yeah, just yeah, led them sure. to, to get on a stage and try to get affirmation from strangers. And, uh, well, I got plenty of affirmation yeah. from him. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm <laughs> sure he's very proud of me. So I, well, I was about to say and, uh, that I can see a lot of the influence from, from comics like Attell because you like to uh, to be uh, to push the limits a little bit on, sure, on, yeah. uh, on uh, for example talking about your uncle molesting you and you, you I didn't even have to ask the question and you already gave an example yeah. so yeah um, there you go do you I'm ahead of the game do you actively pursue that or is that just the way your brain works so you you just go with what works for you uh, mentally I'm very damaged so again not autism just fucked up things have happened um, so I just kind of roll with that but as far as like the formula and what I'm sticking to I st- I'm still working through that because you know sometimes I'll do like more narrative type of bit sometimes i just do like a quick turnaround maybe a one-liner if i think it's funny i'm gonna at least try it so i don't know that i'm gonna necessarily follow a linear path so much as if i think it's funny other people think it's funny i'm probably just gonna fucking roll with it yeah and my my content and subjects are kind of all over the place too so because i'm all over the fucking place and i just kind of run with the crazy i do feel like you do mostly personal stuff i mean and it's not necessarily like everything is a story about something that happened to you but it is something that either it affected you in some way or you're interested and there's not a lot of like i do just dumb one-liners about random shit so i don't know if that is i feel like that's an advantage for you because yeah i tell a one-liner like you said once you figure out your formula Mm -hmm. like then i think you're going to be able to hit a stride. Well, the struggle that I have internally too, is I don't want to be like, uh, in, in like acting, they call it typecasted. Like, I don't want to be that one guy that's like known for that one thing. Like 
you know, that that's a, one of the many struggles that I have up here as far as like anxiety <laughs> towards the creative arts. Yeah. I know I didn't have this just by virtue of the fact that I started out doing mostly one liners and I'm my persona is just the awkward white guy and I am an awkward white guy. So it just kind of came naturally. But um, a lot of the, especially the successful comics like Louis CK or um, I'm trying to think of other examples that I can't think of they, one single comic you, <laughs> you successful. Uh, now nah, you got me. You, uh, you look at their old stuff and they're, they're very different than the way that when once they became successful, the, the comic that you know because they're on TV, they're very different than, you know, their very first time on, you know, at, at the comedy store or whatever, you know, when they were first starting. And so Bill Burr is a great yeah. example of that. Have you ever seen Bill Burr from like uh, the early 90s? Yeah. Like his he had the he had a similar presence about yeah. him, but like his material was different the way he was more like goofy, kind of like. Yeah, Richard Pryor, George mm-hmm. Carlin, or other examples of that where they were more conforming, and and so, oh, kind of yeah. just finding their voice. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think George Carlin's probably the biggest well, example yeah, he of was a turnaround. Raced, yeah, like, nice haircut, but you know, tie and nine hundred and seven yeah. lines of cocaine later, yeah. man, fuck this. <laughs> but I, 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 and we bring that yeah. up, um, not frequently, but when we're when doing you, cocaine at Corky's, yeah, for sure. Well, that's what that table is in the bathroom for. Uh huh. Duh. Duh. Uh-huh. I haven't smelled baby shit on it yet. Just cocaine. Nope. It's it's. I was wondering what the why the surface of the table was just a mirror. So smooth. Yeah, mm-hmm. a mirror. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so you don't miss anything. No. Um. No, I brought it up before. Like those shifts, I think they had loyal fans to where they could push their own limits. Mm-hmm. To where like, oh, I can try this. Oh, and it is working. You know. Um. And so, like you said, you don't want to get stuck in this, uh, not necessarily rut, but, and this is, I don't, why would I start beef with Nate Bargatze? Um, <laughs> but like his most recent special on Prime, did you guys catch that one? I haven't seen it yet, no. Um, and so he, it, it, it feels like there hasn't been a shift. Like mm-hmm. there was, like I didn't walk away with anything like spectacular. I enjoyed it, yes, but, um, you know, it was just more of the same. Jim Gaffigan's kind of the same. Where yeah, he's and I like, know what he I'm talks expecting. about hot pockets and food and I his fuck kids. With Jim Gaffigan yeah. so no, hard though. I think he's hilarious, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but he has his you know how his formula. Yeah. How frustrated do you think, or do you think he doesn't care because he's a millionaire? Right. That Larry the Cable Guy has to be Larry the Cable Guy all the time, even though he's Dan whatever. Like he didn't start out as Larry the Cable Guy. That was a character on a radio show, and then he took it to stand up, and now. He can't even tweet something out of character without all of his fans being up in arms because he's woke now. Or his yeah, his interview with Barbara Walters was super interesting in hmm. that like he just turned it off, and he was just like, "Well, yeah, I mean, I can talk like I I put certain emphasis like you were saying." Yeah. And he turned it off for a few minutes, and that blew my mind. I just see when <coughs> I had already seen that in a different interview from like a radio station, like I don't even know how many years ago. So I thought that was common knowledge. And then, like you said, people started freaking the fuck out about it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I did. It, it just caught me off guard. And not because we talk about authenticity and finding your voice, but he frames it in a way of like, this is how I would talk in my backyard mm-hmm. having a barbecue. And so, like, this is this is natural to me. And, you know, I do have my college degree or whatever he was referencing that I don't know that didn't make him sound so country well his persona came from uh he used to be an actor on like a like a radio show 
and he did bits and one of them was yeah. Larry the Cable Guy and everybody liked it so he just ran oh, with kinda it. Oh, kind of like Comedy Bang Bang? Like someone just sticking to a character? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's basically... Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Adam worked in radio. He probably met him. Yeah. I didn't work in radio. I did stuff with radio shows, no, but I didn't meet him. No, so ever so modest. No, it's just the fact. <laughs> it's not <laughs> modesty. I didn't. They didn't yes. ever pay me yes, anything yes, at yes, all. Yes, yeah. yes. Put um, your phone in incognito mode. <laughs> and knowledge creep. Let's <laughs> see a picture of Adam, uh, Adam and Howard Stern. <laughs> I was just doing stuff with him. I, I didn't. I didn't the work intern, for Howard Stern. Adam the intern. I did coke with Artie Lang. That was it. He's clean now, right? <coughs> yeah, because his whole nose fell off, so he can't actually <laughs> snort okay. cocaine anymore. Yeah, but so you, God, I don't know where I was going with that. We can cut that <laughs> out, or I don't know, man. Um, so you, you, uh, how do? You, what do you see? For for me, comedy is just a hobby. Like mm-hmm. I don't see myself being a successful like touring comic for many reasons I've already talked about. What do you see yourself? <laughs> is this something that you think is just a you know a in you know indefinitely a, a fun hobby or you're just gonna you know have some fun make some money while you're doing it or is, is this something long term you can see yourself you know striving to be a, a touring comic i just want to like have one breakout album and then overdose and die nice okay yeah. that seems like the way to go <coughs> how does your lovely and that's a long-term goal that's not a short-term goal right well it's as quickly as i can get it done okay. well i mean death is the longest thing you can do so it's True. kind of a short-term goal but also a very i just want it to look like goal, like yeah. a like a firework just sh- but what if you record your album and then immediately on stage overdose no hang on bonus points is if nobody appreciates it till after i'm dead yep Everybody. That's what I'm saying. I think that's going to give you the push that you need like to I wait really for all the get terrible those reviews. Sales. Yeah, and then <laughs> dead. Because I'm going to listen to it if you're dead. <laughs> yeah, he said I'm going to wait till he croaks. No, but um, so I'm always going to do it because I enjoy doing it. As far as like you know, like you said, making some money or making it a bigger. <laughs> wait, you guys are making money? Fuck no. <laughs> Spending more money than I can. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, speaking of which, April 7th at the Beltonian Theater, you guys come out for the Basuda Comedy Bash. This is not a bit. This is a real show. Buy your tickets now. Um, it happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? If you didn't it come out four months you know, ago, if, if, if it's already <laughs> happened and you didn't come out, I know you personally, you're dead to me. Um, I'm always going to do it. And as far as like, you know, eventually at some point not spending money, but making money on it, uh, I don't really have like crazy crazy ideas or delusions of grandeur like you know and i've always said this about any project i've ever had because when i was in high school like i did music and shit and if i basically if i ever just make enough money just so i don't have a day job and that's as high as i go i'm totally cool with that i would love that yeah because i think work really puts a cramp in my comedy style like i mean i'm not going to be pissed off if it like goes further than that and then it's like you know fucking arenas and bullshit like that like i'm not going to complain but that's not like yeah, to me it just seems exhausting because you're you're driving to all these different places all over the country or the you're state probably fine. you're not well if, if, he's doing if you're a certain level <laughs> oh if you're doing arenas but to get to that level yeah i mean the the odds i i can't remember who it was but there was a comic probably 10 years ago that was like did his first open mic and was like doing major comedy clubs within two or three years but that's, that's probably one out of like a million comics. Yeah, that know. almost never happens. So you're you're gonna have to go, you know, open or feature or mm-hmm. whatever for a million famous comics, and you're just that guy before the comic you want to see comes up. 
you're going to have to go do these tours where you're driving and you're staying in the, the comedy condo with three other comics or the, the shady hotel. Um, you're going to have to sell merch after the show just so you have enough money to go to the next show because you barely got paid anything. And that just seems fucking... I mean, if I was young, it would seem exciting. <laughs> What's you get young to see the in world. your eyes? I don't know. I feel like, like, I feel like if you're in your 20s and 30s, like you have more energy to do that. But if I didn't have a job, maybe it wouldn't be as bad. But to even do like a weekend tour, I'm just like, man, I... <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, this is... I'll just go <laughs> to the open mic and... Yeah. I'll stick to my five minutes yeah. of class. <laughs> yeah, for anybody wondering, it is still like bumfuck early right now. Or no, That's not Justin's anymore. Fault. Sorry. Yeah. We've always done it early Saturday because morning. Of you. This is why we have a podcast, because y'all made me get up stupid early just to come out here. And then be lively and talk about things. You drink coffee. You did better than um, Deshaun in, in liveliness. Uh, yeah, the bar's not set very high with that one. Yeah, once sure. again, he he's autistic, and I don't know what the is he the autistic? studies show how <laughs> the studies show how autistic people do on podcasts. I don't know if the like the missed cues because we ask him a question and he, he acted not like he, he would not no. I I actually yeah. roasted his ass because we made that video uh, uh, bad advice from worse people. It was me, Deshaun, and Diesel, and you just gotta you gotta hit the right topics, and he'll just start going, and he won't shut up. Yeah, he loves Marvel. Um, ask him about the five percenters. And, you know, just start with that. Okay. okay I'll start with that. Everybody in the podcast. That or conspiracies. In the, in Ooh, the, he in doesn't the, seem like a conspiracy Oh, conspiracy. dude. In the podcast fee, we're, we're going to, in the <laughs> description, we'll put Deshaun's phone number and uh, his <coughs> well, Deshaun, contact give us information. Well, Deshaun, a voicemail because I yeah. can guarantee you're not going to listen to yeah. this. So what kind of conspiracy theories does he believe in? Pretty much all of them. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to shift your interview. Mostly just like the Illuminati being a big one. I I I cut him off. I was like, I don't want to go down this fucking rabbit hole. Do you think he's a Q supporter? Because I feel uh, like that is. If you're into every conspiracy yeah. theory, that's just like a shortcut. Because well, Q kind of maybe not literally every one of them. Yeah. Q brings up some good points though. If you do your research, I do love pizza. I don't know what they were going on about, but if pizza game sounds like a fun time. Like, yeah. I never, you know, I like I said, I had a shitty childhood. I never went to Chuck E. Cheese, so when they said Pizza Gate, I was like, "Yo, I'm in." You never Where went to is Chuck it? E. How much does it yeah. cost? Yeah, I never found that out though. Apparently, the Fed shut it down. Fucking assholes, fascists. This yeah. is Biden's America. <laughs> yeah, at, people at the can't smoke the, in bars anymore. At the Pizza Gate Pizza Parlor, instead of having an animatronic mouse, you have Bill Clinton, yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump, and just on Pedo yeah, Island. Yeah, and all the rides involved. <laughs> Like, you have to be shorter instead of um, taller than the the line. Alex would get on the place. ride. Yeah. So. <laughs> Except for the height requirements. Yeah. Maybe we'll do an, an episode on comedy conspiracy theories for our roundtable discussion. Oh yeah, that could be our bonus episode. No, I think we're going to talk about Jeremiah's theater background. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Right, so. Julie. So. How did that not come into existence? <laughs> Is that is that like the Berenstain Bears? What was I listening? What was I overhearing then? I that have no Jer- idea. I mean, my wife works in theater, but I don't. Maybe you're talking about music. What did you do music in high school? <laughs> I was in a garage band, and I got kicked out of the garage band, but they kept using my garage because I was a cuck. <laughs> we've had we've had our first our podcast you're just like stewing, laying down in your bed, like they sound like they're having so much fun. You're. That guy's not as good as me. <laughs> Your mom's bringing them snacks and Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was taking a beer and cigarettes. I was really fucking mad. 
They were my Stop beer me, and Mom. cigarettes. They're not my friends anymore. <laughs> so we've had our first official podcast Mandela effect because you swore that. Oh shit! Here we go. That there was a, a theater background that Jeremiah had, and which did oh. not happen. In some alternative. No, because I wanted to ask some you, like, you, you have universe. like very like you have a very nice bravado like stage presence, yeah. and so I I just assumed it came from like. Uh, that is uh, no, that is from taking imposter from syndrome smoking. and rolling with it and making it into a positive thing. Okay, nice. And all the cigarettes and beer that his mom talked about—that's where that deep voice comes from. Exactly. Yeah. Did you guys do covers or what? What? What did that garage band look like? Uh, the garage band was just me and a friend. He had drums. I would play. I could play the bass and the guitar. I had nice. one of each at the same time. Uh, no. <laughs> they make those. Yeah. Yeah. My dick wasn't big enough. Could, could you play the keytar? That is no. I thought about it, but you know, eventually uh, we were kind of like some kind of hybrid between like metal and punk. But then leaving the pawn shop, we turned acapella. So <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Unplugged. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's really organic. And did that? Did you ever do shows and stuff, or was that just no? I never left the garage. No, I never left the garage. Okay, you had a neighbor that had I was a garage. Say, band give us your SoundCloud, the, man. We'll, garage, we'll drop yeah. the SoundCloud in. The the SoundCloud wasn't even a thing back then. <laughs> this so, is like 2007. So we ask like, like a magician. <clears throat> oh, how did this help you with comedy and you know whatever performers? <laughs> but performing in a small space with nobody watching that actually does help you <laughs> prepare yeah. for oh yeah. yeah so yeah preparing in your garage playing for nobody in your garage actually has helped you with many an open mic because i do the same thing i just like space out and just pretend i'm in a, an arena full of people and they're all screaming and cheering and, and then you know reality sets in like uh like in the movie joker where he you know <laughs> when he first goes up he's like killing it but then they start rolling it back, and it's like, no, you actually sucked. Yeah, and instead of people yelling, it's Mel taking an order really loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a callback to a conversation sure. we had, or the shaker the going. Started, yeah. <laughs> and we, yeah, I would do that. fireball margaritas. <laughs> like what? <laughs> we would do that open mic at uh, Kick Butt, and every once in a while, somebody would order like an espresso or whatever, whatever drink the re- steam requires that machine. gigantic, loud, <laughs> like grinding, like no, this last industrial mic, machine. Uh, they got, they got, they got one new ish guy and then he was training somebody and i was like mel you need to get on these people because like somebody was up on stage and the guy's like yeah so in the plu it's like right here you're gonna go to margaritas <laughs> and then the fireball shooters over here and if they want a quesadilla you gotta tap this three times i'll be honest when gary was up there that was actually more interesting than gary said so <laughs> it was actually nice Don't to have that something <laughs> Oh, that's going to be funny if he comes up here, he does an interview, and then just goes fucking feral on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> the first, like, it'll be murder recorded yeah, live on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> we'll go viral. We'll actually get more than t- 20 listeners oh, if gotta, I get murdered yeah, on the podcast. you got to be here that Saturday yeah. and make sure your, your special's recorded before then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll record our podcast and your special all in my living room. Yeah. And then immediately after, Gary we can will use a laugh murder track. all of us. We'll you just have Chelsea have a laugh show track. Yeah. Or that's applause. No, we yeah, got, applause. let's see, we got a, a sad horn. That's going to be the most used one while Gary's here. <laughs> Jeezy music. Applause. And then a drum roll. That's not a drum roll. That's a but We, oh yeah, What what is that called? I used to do music. I know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, well, this he just, was in a band. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was in a band, dude. He was in a punk metal band. Yeah, and then acapella. An acapella then punk. Are there any acapella punk metal bands? That is, I don't know. That sounds first. like a question for Tim Cotter. I'm sure he's busking somewhere down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On his banjo. That's that's missing a string. 
<laughs> with his dusty ass boots. <laughs> D1 was given like he was aggressively like being mean to Tim about his boots for like a whole week. And I don't know why. <laughs> it was like every time Tim would post on somebody's, like reply to somebody's comment, D1 would just get in there. I, he might have been in jail and was somehow still doing it. Like just, <laughs> just replying to posts about how dusty. We're starting beefs with everybody. Fucking, yeah. we're burning down the whole fucking Waco temple scene. All right, so we're. we're Janie's fault for the chaos <laughs> magic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you nutted on, Janie, but now everybody's beefing. I was telling, uh, <laughs> we were talking about. Well, you were in the restroom when before Janie, his episode, you hadn't gotten here yet. They went into the bathroom, and I was joking that he was the first comic to take a shit before the yeah. podcast. But I he think was probably they, doing yeah, they were doing sigil yeah. magic, so they were the first comic to do sigil magic in my bathroom, and probably the, the first cool. since I've moved here, the first person to uh, ejaculate in that bathroom. You don't know I that. always oh, do I'm changing that. I've yeah. been I've been here for months. I'm going to give yeah. you a confirmed kill. You are pretty fast because you've yeah, never been in there for more than two minutes, so nope. that is on brand. I've yeah. been in that bathroom. Yeah, but women Ooh. are different. Yeah, have you masturbated like in some, it? Some That's some women what we're talking about every single yeah. time. Some women can't all right, well. at all, and then other women like they just think about it, and it's boom. Yeah, so where do you, where are you on that spectrum? <laughs> <laughs> That's where it turns more like a color wheel. This is the podcast we like to the the last question we like to ask on every every <laughs> podcast. Hey, uh, yo, how bitch, long does are you it autistic? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Sigually so or <laughs> depends. Are you making eye contact yeah. or all of the above? See, I don't know that sigil magic actually works because I've masturbated onto like porno magazines for years. <laughs> None of those women know. came to fruition. No. So I'm about to do your landlord a service and just fucking paint your light switch in there. I like that we're talking about <laughs> stuff that on pot on the podcast chronology is like three months ago. <laughs> like we're just calling back to stuff that happened two weeks ago. But hey, callbacks are a part yeah. of comedy, right? Yeah. 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 And I'm sure our listeners probably, when they finish, because we don't have a huge library, they probably go back and start with episode one again and just keep listening. I'm sure once we get to the interview, they'll they'll all will be forgiven. So we <laughs> we'll <laughs> save that yeah, for the roundtable. Yeah. Jesus, we, we've been about a, an hour or so, so we need to wrap things up. Yeah, it's so gonna be asked, a 45 minute roundtable, but I'm here for it. We asked two questions. <laughs> Let's do it. What kind of yeah. your band? Yeah. <laughs> How long does it take for you to come while you're doing acapella punk? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> what are the two questions? I know the second one, but what is the first uh, question? We, we need we the monitor working. Yeah. Oh, Fuck. Jesus. This uh, is why we have a no, beef. No, no. Uh, do you remember your Finally first... Finally getting oh, yeah, out yeah, here. Yeah, this it. is what I'm subjected yeah. to. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Do you remember the first joke you ever wrote and or written? Isn't that a roundtable thing or no? No, this no, is the last joke. joke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first joke that I wrote, um, I don't remember the specifics to it, but um, they actually make the fleshlights in Austin. And the bit was about how funny would it be if they gave like tours. Oh yeah, that would be like, like families Willy coming Wonka. out and oh, shit. That would, that would be With awesome. a free flashlight. Yeah, like it, they you could see him make the alien ones. In. Did you shelve that? I haven't heard that from you. Yeah, I haven't used it since. I think something's there. Yeah, I don't know if it, it would be too cheesy to tie it into like the Willy Wonka thing to win the golden tickets or not. But I, that's where my brain went to immediately. In the golden labia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. And then the final. Don't leave me hanging. The final question. Mm-hmm. I was sitting here regretting. That. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. Okay, it was good. You did. You did great too. You had a great set. But uh, <laughs> if your the final question is if you could go in the past, was it the burp that almost made you? Oh yeah. Was it that loud? That that might have been the first burp. The first burp on air burp 
I first think shit, maybe. first You're welcome. We're, good job. We're doing great. Today. We're breaking records. First man, uh, Nelson Mandela effect. First uh, mm-hmm. burp. First uh, admission of of that everybody's been masturbating in my bathroom except for me. Um, you should change that. Yeah, yeah. I should. Yeah, I'm you need to own it. your own domain. In between. I mean, we can wait. Yeah. yeah. It takes me a long time. You guys don't want to wait. Humble, right? Um, there's a sigil involved. <laughs> the sigil before the sigil, the yeah. pre-sigil. I got to wait for the Viagra to go in effect. It's it's, <laughs> it's a process, guys. Got to snort it, it. <laughs> mainline it. Yeah. So the or vape it. Do they have that's another thing? Why don't they have vaping Viagra? <laughs> vaping, vaping Viagra. Let's work on acid. <laughs> yeah, let's work on our acid pen but first. <laughs> the final question acid I'm pit. here for the crack pen. The final, the final question <laughs> is if you yeah. had any one piece of advice that you know now that you could give to yourself when you first like very first started. And since you've listened to every episode, yeah. you can't repeat an answer. Besides don't try to do an open mic the very first time you ever do comedy. <laughs> I think that's probably Bold of you guys yeah. to assume that it didn't go well. Um, well, you said it didn't go well. <laughs> no, I said the first time at Corky's, that did not oh, go well. Oh, I thought that you meant shit okay, show. I misunderstood. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we misunderstood. I, I purposely was slightly vague with the stuff at Cactus because then that's our content for the round table since we spent most of our time talking about autism, masturbation, conspiracy <laughs> theories. And Deshaun King. Pizza, yeah. yeah. Our podcast beef. Um, advice that I would give to my younger comic self, uh, stop putting your dick in crazy. Oh, Fair enough. Um, honestly, I don't know that I would do anything different because, well, first of all, I can't. So I, I usually don't get hung up on thinking about that kind of shit. But uh, I can't even say do it sooner because the way like things have lined up in my life, I think it's uh, it's all added up pretty yeah. well. Yeah, I envy people that can start super young because I think that I was like not a good person when I was young and I didn't have the experience. So I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I think I was too selfish. Like a like, Bill Hicks uh, or a Chappelle that... Yeah, they can be like 15 and doing stand-up and it's, yeah. I think I, if I would have like done it younger as consistently as I'm doing it now and like being in the scene or whatever, I think I would have caught, got caught up in a bunch of dumb shit because I was not mature at yeah, all. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's better that it happened when I was a little bit older and married and all that. Yeah, I think I think everybody should start out with an acapella punk rock band first and then go to comedy. 100%. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a good transition. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been wonderful. Um <laughs> just you didn't think it was wonderful, Justin? I know that. No, no, I, that was not the look I on your face. Fun. I'm I'm pulling back the curtain, Justin. No, you I, made a very I hope. It looks like he's doing yeah. that. I really got a piss dance. Is you that made, what that is? You made the same face. <laughs> I really got to go too. We're gonna when have to cross streams. You, when I so, so I need I to just, check off. First. I just have 20 more minutes of things to say. When, when I because some you know like that natural offense to keep from peeing yourself, you you get an erection, so you might yeah, as well not yeah. waste it. Um. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I was gonna say. Um, do you have any? Do you have any? <laughs> do you have any pluggables? Any you know besides the uh, Basura podcast? Um, Basura, well, yeah, in the in the show on April seventh. Yeah, April seventh. Justin's 7th. on it, so I feel like maybe you should probably plug that too. I'm yeah, try- I'm gonna, I, 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 he knows that this is not gonna come out for right. six weeks because uh, we have two Bernard gonna, episodes. Don't make me fucking good. do math, bro. We're gonna it's do. Gonna, this is gonna come out April fifteenth. I'm gonna do. Okay, gotcha, my gotcha, best gotcha. To, to a regular weekly. <laughs> A regular weekly like uh, diary podcast about the local scene and what I'm going through in comedy, and then it's it's going to be like a suicide note. Well, I then, guess. then, just and then, uh, oh, let's do that though. And then I'm gonna mm. 
book like advertise these type of shows for the week next week so that we can actually well then co-sign me on you can even call in if you want co-sign with me on the notion that if uh you know us personally and you didn't buy a ticket and show up where you're dead to us you could buy a ticket and not show up and you won't be dead to me okay that's fair yep you can donate to the gofundme that we started for you guys and not even waste time with the ticket you could just give us cash oh for gary to be euthanized yes Yeah, the animal shelter, they advertise like low prices for euthanasia, but it's just for animals. It's not for Gary. I love that joke. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so Basura Triangle. <laughs> just put yes. him in cat ears. <laughs> what? One of those furry put butt Gary plugs. Put cat yeah. ears and like try to take him to the vet. <laughs> Jeremiah did say he would go feral. <laughs> the butt plug with a tail. <laughs> All right, so d- any any words of wisdom before we end this episode on, on this fucking Gary note? This note with our plot about murdering Gary via no. animal euthanasia. No, no. Okay, so do that you have I any for the plots, record have nothing to, to do with. <laughs> All right, yeah. Yeah, just our podcast as Basura as B A S U R A Triangle. Uh, we have a podcast going. It's kind of like this where we just sit around and bullshit about nothing really, but we have a good time doing it. Fair and enough. we're supposed to talk about comedy. Yeah, no, I don't we, know why. We, t- yeah. we taught a lot of people a Chumps. lot of things. All right. Well, this is uh, this has been a great episode. I don't care what Justin says. Uh, this is Adam Wolf and Justin Marino. And Jeremiah Red. And our producer. Chelsea. Yay. Who can come really fast. All right. (laughs) uh, Have have a good night. Love you guys. Bye. What did I say? Have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to They Said I'm Funny. Uh, you can email us at they said I'm funny at gmail.com. You can find our social media on Twitter. You can find us at they said I'm funny. And on Facebook, search for our page, they said I'm funny. You can also give us a call on our Google Voice number. Uh, that number is 254 294 6032. That is 254 294 6032. And thanks again for listening.